welcome, 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 listeners. You are here with your host, Mr. Budget Pedal Chap. It is Fret Talk, episode number six, 62. 62, yes, it is. I, I got lost there myself. Um, and who are we joined by this week? I don't even know. Who's there? Hi, Matt. <laughs> yeah. Matt's back, baby. Matt's back. Oh, I love it. How are things, Matt? Yeah, things are not bad. Not bad. Slightly less busy this week. I'm available to cast again. Booyah. I mean, just just from from us at the cast, which is mainly me, um, we missed you, man. <laughs> Ollie did a yeah, stand-up well, job mean, of I... being Matt, though, for the week. Hats off to, hats off he, to Ollie. He did. Oh, yeah, I've got to say thanks to Ollie for being me and even giving me plugs throughout the podcast as well. Bang on. Yeah, Bang it, was, on. It, was a, it was a good cast to listen to, apart from the fact that you slated Pink Paisley as a finish that nobody cares about and you're just wrong. Well, well I mean, this is where you get vindication from the, uh, from the Pink Paisley um, shat cast. So. Yeah, I mean, it's just... You can't say that Pink Paisley isn't probably the best call offender, do? <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, I can. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they do both surf and seafoam green, which are both superior colours to Paisley. If they did like surf uh, Paisley, oh, 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 you dirty girl. Surf you Paisley. dirty girl. No. I, Just no. Fender, Fender, make like, it happen. The only thing Fender could do better than Pink Paisley is shoreline gold over Pink Paisley and then wear it back a bit. <laughs> I think I'd be down for that. I think I'd be down for that. But <laughs> I, I'm just I'm a sucker for sea foam with Torque Guard. I'd, I'd like a rosewood board on it as well. Whatever it is, surf, taut, rosewood, <laughs> rosewood. That's that's how I roll. So, uh, and some single coils. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I'm, potentially like a P90 in the bridge and a telly pickup in the neck. I don't even care what the shape is. <laughs> it could be, it could be one of those um, Fender katanas from uh, from the like mid '80s. Wasn't that an amp? The katana? Uh, oh, that was the machete, wasn't it? It was the machete that was the amp. I, I believe, yeah. Yeah, the katana. I believe it was like a a weird kind of Rhodes V uh, kind of right, style okay. thing. It might be more triangular. I don't know, but if it's, if it's surf green, sorry, seafoam green, and it's got a torque guard <laughs> and a rosewood board and some single coils, yeah, I'll play the You'd shit out of it. Yeah, I'll play the shit out of that. Bear bear that in mind. There you go, Fender. Get on it. Yeah, Fender ain't <laughs> listening to this. Especially after uh, no. after what we've been saying about him. So, uh, so what what's uh, what's been keeping you busy then, Matt? Because it's it's been a couple of weeks. What you've been doing guitar wise? Guitar wise, I think I've picked up a guitar twice in the last two weeks because I've been busy doing other other stuff. Yeah, I mean you you've you've um, been a very busy man, haven't you? Yeah, I've been working two jobs. I've been coaching a rugby team. Um, doing a couple of other stupid things like getting involved with illusionists and yeah sounds like a euphemism stupid things that you <laughs> yeah yeah well I was making things disappear from one place and reappear in another and not in a sexual way and that's that is the cast back that is, I mean <laughs> Yeah, I noticed there wasn't quite as much smut and innuendo and just flat out. Yeah, just sex talk, de- debauchery. Yeah, I think <laughs> Ollie, bless him, he's a he's a he's a professional. He really tried to keep yes. keep the uh, keep the cast on on the rails. He was a bit too highbrow for for our kind of cast, wasn't he? Yeah, tits, boobies, willies. There you go. Yeah, that is what you, it's what you come here for. <laughs> so that's what you get. You know it. I know it. That's it. Let's let's not beat around the bush. We'll talk more about that later. Actually, <laughs> um, 
so the two times I picked up the guitar, I played an acoustic guitar for half an hour today because mm. I realised I hadn't picked up a guitar in over a week. Uh-huh. Um, and the other thing I did was I broke out my Boss ME80 for the first time in like four months. Retro. It's, and how was that? It's just been sat in, sat in the living room. Um, I, to be honest with you, I've, I've realised why, why I bought it. Cool. <laughs> and that's because if you stick it in front of a practice amp, and use the either the amp settings or any of the drive pedals that are built into it. You can get better sounds than a normal sound out of a ten watt Ibanez practice amp. Who'd have thought that? <laughs> so yeah, uh, I just I, I plugged the Variax in because it still had a bit of charge from it in it after the last gig I yeah. did, and was messing around with like the acoustic amp setting to try and get the the crappy practice amp to sound a little bit better and just messing around with all sorts of things on there and then just yeah generally jamming along to backing tracks which is something else i don't do anymore pretty much most of the time i pick up the guitar these days is gigging and like i'd forgotten how much fun it is to not have to remember chords and remember the exact lead line and remember that you've got seven bars to do this solo and just forget all that stick a backing track on yeah whittle away and leave autoplay on yeah yeah, yeah. That's it, yeah. Get on YouTube, go for a backing track, put autoplay on, and then like lose an hour and a half to playing the guitar. I do that with shuffle on my uh, on my phone. To be honest, I just put any track on and then create interesting guitar parts over the top. Mainly me just. I should probably do yeah, that. fret wanking. To be honest, but <laughs> I'm acting out wrong with that. Yes, I'm sure that I'm sure there's some taste in there somewhere. Maybe. Mm, I don't know. At, at the start, whilst you're warming your fingers That's up. That's it. Yeah. Then it's just kind of, <laughs> like I was mentioning at the start of the podcast, uh, sweep uh, diminished arpeggios all over the shop. Where do you put that in modern pop music? Just all over it. Just, I don't, don't, it doesn't even matter if it works. Cover it in it. Yeah, yeah, cover it in Ingve. You're going to do it in the wrong key as well, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> the beauty about uh, diminished arpeggios you've got a one in four chance of it being the right key <laughs> but Fair less enough. about that less about that um, so you you played the Variax I haven't played mine in a while actually um, I think I might need to get on that um, because uh, the last time last time I, I mentioned it on the cast I'd set the Brian May setting up and I, I think I need to do that yep. at volume now that's the real test, isn't it? Of course you do. You can say everything you do, that you then need to do it at volume. Of course, yeah. Volume is is the big test. I think volume is a treat as well as, as, uh, as a test, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, damn right it is. So, uh, I, I've done some stuff this week. Well, I've done very little. Um, but if, if you uh, follow my Budget Pedal Chap Instagram about two weeks ago, maybe it'll probably be more like three when this than when this is released. Um, I shared a picture of a little bit of a prototype pickup. Um, obviously from my uh, my good friend at Fletcher Pickups, Ben. Um, so he he's created this like strange kind of seventy like sixties and seventies like import guitar pickup inspired so it's like staple staple pole pieces as well as uh screw pole pieces um and it's kind of like mini humbucker housed ish i don't know if you want the actual uh, technicality behind it talk talk to ben um what i know is uh i managed to plug it in this week um because again i've been i've been quite a busy boy um uh, but I, I found it was and it was literally only about probably twenty minutes to plug this in. But I thought I'd I'd give it the right treatment. Plugged it straight in, no pedals, nothing into the classic thirty. Um and Yep, they're nice. They're very nice. <laughs> I mean, you were never ever gonna say anything else. Like 
he doesn't make bad pickups. No, no, no. And, and again, we we had a little bit of a uh, chat before the uh, before the podcast about this. Um, and I I would very much uh, I would tell you guys who listen to the cast, and I would tell Ben if there was a pickup that I didn't like. Um, I'm I'm very much into into honesty when it comes to that. But um, there are there are some pickups that I've tried of his which aren't they're, they're not the kind of pickups that I would go for. But even then, the quality is it's phenomenal, and um, like nine times out of ten, the the pickups are exactly what I want to hear. So, and unfortunately, <laughs> these staple pickups are exactly what I want to hear, um, which <laughs> means that I've got to find a a place to put them now, haven't I? Well, I mean, like worst comes to worst, just buy something else. <laughs> Uh, yeah, worst case scenario. Sounds, sounds like a complete chore, that does. Or you could, like, if you can't find something else that has the right shape to put a mini humbucker in, you could always speak to Bolt. <laughs> yep. It's a problem doing these interviews because you end up, like, talking to some guys who who, like, have these awesome businesses and make some really cool stuff and then it's like yeah yeah that that that's uh that's something that i very much could do um and that yeah it's it, yeah. money goes away quite quickly when that happens um that's a point when's the interview with ben coming up um yeah it, it's gonna happen it's gonna happen um and that will be that that will probably be one of the the first interviews where it will be live so it will be um in the same room whereas a lot of our stuff cuz we we don't make a, a secret that we're not sat in the same room <gasps> gasp no <laughs> uh, yeah because there's a little bit of water between us uh it's like 23 miles worth of water it's not that much. <laughs> yeah, but then you also take into consideration like the rest of the UK that's also between us. <laughs> oh yeah, it's like it's like three hundred and fifty miles or so, I would guess, at a rough estimate. Yeah, so thank thanks to the internet, um all of these um these interviews and and the the podcast itself can be brought to you. Um however, I live pretty close to Ben, so I will most likely <laughs> sit in his living room or him sit in mine, and we do it do the do the cast live. Um, it that could, would be epic. It could even be a live event where we do it actually live, but I don't know. I don't know if I'm that brave. But anyway, stream that, it on the internet. Yeah, <laughs> that's it. That that that'll be something for for you guys to look forward to it's it's not going to be the next one at least so the one coming up for october i don't know it might be a christmas present for you we'll see <laughs> um christmas special that's it yeah christmas special oh the the new year special where we did like a, a mammoth two hours <laughs> two and a quarter hours and we were that's both it. like Oh well, you know we were going to miss a week, but it doesn't matter anymore. That's it, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but so I mean, we've done we've done a bit of um, a bit of self uh, self, yeah. This week indulgence, indulgence, yeah. I was I was going to take it down a much darker route than that. Fornication, <laughs> yeah. That's it. <laughs> self pleasure. Um, <laughs> But we've we've got like we've got a shed loads of news to get through this week because really strangely for the past two months fuck all has happened. But this week everything gets dropped all at once. <laughs> uh, who who knew? Just I was going to say, where's it all come from? Like it it was basically triggered by Gibson released their guitars into stores, and then all of a sudden everyone else is doing shit. Yeah, well, I mean. Uh, Fender's been doing uh, the uh, the FSR Jap stuff that we've been talking about for the last couple of weeks, and then the Parallel Universe every month or so. They've been kind of yeah. ticking it over, but yeah, it does seem like Gibson have booted the uh, booted the industry up the arse a little bit. 
<laughs> and we might even mention them this week. Uh, first of all, let's Maybe. kind of start off. Let's start off light. Uh, so, an amp company, Victory Amps, uh, Nam, at Nam, uh, they they kind of teasered some preamp pedals and a lot of the information has been brought out about them and I think they are they are very close to hitting stores if they have not already so uh, they are the uh, Victory Amps V4 preamps so they're like a a preamp built into like a, a pedal uh, enclosure uh, and there are three different types based on uh, three of Victory Amps um, heads. Uh, so you've got the Countess, the Sheriff, and the Kraken. Um, essentially going from kind of a little bit drivey, uh, then going... Uh, Sheriff is kind of plexi-voiced, uh, and then the Kraken yep. is a heavy rock and metal machine. So, yeah, I think um, people like Rabia have been uh been linked with that uh amp i don't i don't follow him all that much to be honest so take take what take that for what it is essentially um <laughs> yeah but yeah uh so they've got two foot switches and it's basically like a two uh two channel preamp uh it comes also uh with four tubes actually in the pedal which is fills you with confidence for a preamp doesn't it it does but it also fills me with dread about putting it on a pedal board <laughs> I, I mean like yeah I know I like I had a black star HT jewel which had one of them it claims it's a tube in the middle I mean to me it looked like a bit of glass with an LED under it but yeah, yeah. I'm not saying that it was it might well be a tube um, I'd, I'd like if it is Four tubes and four proper tubes. Yeah, I wouldn't want to stand on it because <laughs> I'd break the tubes. <laughs> well, I, I assume that you're not going to be standing on the the tubes themselves. No, they'll be in the housing. But I, like, if you're rough with a valve amp, it needs revalving. Yeah, yeah. I've, I've been known to like jump on my pedal board if I get excited. Oh dear. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So don't buy one of these, Matt. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> but yeah i mean for for regular regular ass people um having tubes in a pedal not so much of a issue the uh the black star ht um pedal range were very kind of critically acclaimed and it spawned the the ht valve uh amps as well um but there's, there's a feature on these um these preamps, which is absolutely um, like mind blowing, it's called amp through mode. Um, and basically, the way that it works, as far as I understand, is that when the the pedal is engaged, the um, the amp will use the preamp, so the the victory preamp as the, as the uh, as the channel. When you disengage the pedal. It goes through the the amps preamp. So essentially, like if you had a, a single channel valve amp and you wanted uh, a second channel for Two it, channel. but without actually having to mod it, then you've got essentially like a a victory preamp uh, on the floor. Then, but how, how does it tell the amps preamp not to turn on? Um, voodoo magic, wizardry. Okay, I, I don't know. I don't know. Um, that's something I that mean, the it, it sounds amazing. But would you have to plug it into uh, FX return, F- FX loop return? Yeah, I imagine that, rather than the front end. Yeah, I, I would. I would think that it would be like a, a full cable method for that that pedal. But then it gives you the well. Yeah. yeah, it gives you my box doesn't have a FX loop return, so oh, in which case then yeah, you screwed. <laughs> but I thought we've already said that I I I damage it if I bought it anyway. So. <laughs> yeah, I think the the market for this is is very much not you. 
Um, <laughs> I tell you who was uh, who was enthusing about this product though, uh, and we meant to mention it last last week. Was it Ollie Miles? It was Ollie Miles of Ollie Miles Music. Yeah, it's only bloody Ollie Miles, isn't it? <laughs> ha ha! Well, he was very it. enthusiastic about the amps. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He uh, he was very. In- yeah, he mentioned the the RK fifty, didn't he? Quite a lot. Well, he keeps saying that that was the best amp that he tried, but then he keeps buying other amps. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he keeps going. Yeah, I need a Messer. It's like the best amp I've ever played is this, so I'm going to buy a Messer Mark Twenty Five. <laughs> yeah, that's his. Uh, that's his kind of quest this week, isn't it? He's yeah, he's uh, he's looking for a Mark Five Twenty Five. So if anyone knows of one. Sort our guy out, go on. Sort him. Sort uh, it out. Sort it out, mate. Sort it out. Um, victory amps, preamps, what are you thinking? It, you're saying not, not for you at all, aren't you? I, I, the reason it's not for me is because I'm very heavy-footed and heavy-handed and just... I, I don't do delicate and finesse and I'm quite good at breaking things yeah <laughs> and uh, like this is why I buy combo amps and get other people to revalve them when they go because <laughs> they they're a little bit stiff or I've found at least that it's easier to break valves in a head than it is in in a combo yeah well because they're they're lighter aren't they so they're easier to throw about heads yeah and they also slide around the car more yeah there is that um, yeah, but so so for me, if I was going to get one of these, it would probably be the sheriff. Uh, and this is my thought process behind it: is uh, like my ideal tone. I'm 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 thinking just like kind of pinnacle of tone would be a Fender style clean channel, but then with a Marshall drive. So you get in the the mix. So of, you. Yeah. Of of both of those, um, I've already got the the Fender Style Clean Channel with with the PV, and it's got uh, it's got an effects loop, so I could theoretically have a, P, yeah a Fender and a yeah with a Plexi. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like the 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 Holy Grail of tow. Uh, I don't know how much these are retailing for. I imagine they're probably not going to be very cheap. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, Victory aren't known for their budget range, are they? But at the same time, I don't know anybody that's tried one that said they're a bad amp. So, well, that's it, isn't it? it you you're buying. You're nice paying there. for quality. Yeah. Um, if I'm honest, if I'm spending like, I assume it's going to be like a good four five hundred quid. If I was spending that, there are other things that I would buy before that. Uh, one of which is the um, the Line Six HX effects. You see, stop saying that. <laughs> are you in the same kind of mindset as me? That well, my mindset is I've got a load of pedals. Stop thinking about it. <laughs> But yeah. then, at the back of my mind, it's going, yeah, but look how much neater it would be if you just had a load of drive pedals and that. Yeah, yeah. And then someone posted up today on, I think it was on, on the UK guitar <laughs> amp exchange thing. And they said, they're only yeah. 399 And I'm like, shit, man, I could I could easily drop that on, oh, on the me. pedals. And then someone like piped in after that because I'd, I'd posted up going oh yeah I should probably buy one of them and then someone just chimed straight in and says actually if you do a price match at, at GAC they'll do it for 375 I was like you bastard <laughs> don't tell me that because I get paid for my second job this week <laughs> to the tune of 375 <laughs> no to the tune of more than 375 <laughs> well then that, that makes a hell of a lot of sense doesn't I it? don't need it I've got everything that I need on my ball <laughs> I, I, f- I figure that we may uh, we may revisit this uh, this dilemma a little later 
No, because we did this with the Variax and I wasn't supposed to buy that. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, I, I think... Oh, and if I plug the Variax into this, I can do all sorts of magic. Oh, don't tell me that. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, you, you could have... 375, you say? <laughs> this is this is literally like a an ongoing thought process, isn't it? You can you can hear Matt's mind working. I tell you what, I'm just like, well, we'll break like there's space on my board for like a row of pedals underneath and a couple of pedals along the side, as well as the HX effects. Not that I've looked at it before. <laughs> You've measured up exact dimensions. Let's, I'm uh, just thinking I could get myself a, a volume pedal, or like a, not a volume, but an expression pedal for it as well. Oh, and then get like <laughs> wah as well. Oh. Yeah. Be- beautiful. Yeah. Let's, right, let's, let's move on. <laughs> let's move on because I think the more that we pontificate on this, the more that we'll both convince each other that we we are in need of HX effects. To be honest, I'm, I'm not too far away from considering just getting a, a full full-blown helix so i think well if i'm spending 400 pounds i might as well well spend 800 that's it and and get like the the additional amp amp sims and the 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 footboard and and yeah but we're not talking about that we're not talking so (laughs) exactly one of our favorite pedal companies have released a pedal so, Electro Harmonics, EHX, um, the, I think it was the end of last year, they like pulled a blinder out of, out of nowhere with, oh, here's a, a reissue of the green, green muff, a green Russian yeah. muff. And then like within maybe like two months, they said, and here's a, a reissue of the op-amp muff. And you're like, God damn. You guys are doing it well. This week... Like to harmonics with muff coming out their ears. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I don't put it past Mike Matthews, to be honest. I do not put it past Mike Matthews. He seems... <laughs> he seems like he's he's seen things. He's seen things and he's experienced. Yeah. Lots I mean, of things. <laughs> he, yeah, he lived through the, the 60s and 70s, didn't he, so... Yeah. Uh, anyway, <laughs> we are derailing that train. Um, so, on on the kind of on the lines of this uh, these reissuing muffs, uh, the EHX Triangle Big Muff um, is now a uh, a reissue. So they're doing it in the kind of nano boxes. Um, so one thing that I didn't know about the Triangle Big Muff is that the triangle referred to. The uh, the control layout. Yeah, because it wasn't in a straight line; it was in a triangle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I, I assumed it was some something magical, like uh, like these Russian, like green Russians, and the uh, <laughs> the ram's head and the 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 pie and stuff. No, apparently it's just no. the the knobs look a bit like a triangle. <laughs> You need to go and see a doctor, mate, if your knob looks like a triangle. Ah, oh, yes, you do. That is uh, that is very true. Uh, it, it, I don't think it would be pleasurable for anyone if it was a triangle. No, I can't. I can't see the the logistics of that. Uh, so this this is like the nineteen sixty nine original big muff. Uh, I no no, I was going to be childish. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, yeah. Like the seventies, big muff was all all the rage, wasn't it? Um, on the the product video for it, uh, pretty much Gilmore. So, yeah, I think it opens with um, either something very much in the style of Pink Floyd or a, a direct uh, a direct cover of a Pink Floyd th- kind of solo. I think it was in the style, but I can't remember. Yeah, I have seen it. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it was, it was very, very clear what it was hinting at. <laughs> um, if it wasn't actually, yeah, because I, I don't think I was paying too much attention by that point. Um, but I, I know that it's, it's pretty much nailing that sound. Uh, they then 
then go on in later on in the video and put um put a phaser after it i think they put the small stone um after the muff and i can't i can't remember what they're trying to hint at but it sounds pretty much like the lead tone from who's that lady <laughs> it's just yeah like full-on 70s um, yeah. it sounds sounds a bit santana as well actually i think that's what they were actually trying to go for but I was just kind of channeling. Is it Earth, Wind, and Fire? That one. I think so. I'm not that good with names of brands. Yeah. So, I mean, EHX Triangle Big Muff. Um, I'm super, super excited about that. I mean, it's one of those like I said when they released the Green Russian Big Muff that I wanted to get one, and I never did. I haven't had any of the standard ones or the pies. And yeah. then I said I was going to get an old pamp and I haven't. And I like the look of this, but it's probably they're going to release something else and it's going to distract me. <laughs> That's the problem yeah. with electroharmonics. They keep releasing things that you go, oh, that'd be great. And then they release something else and you forget about the thing you were going to buy. <laughs> yeah. It's it's still on my list of things to do to get a green rush and an op amp. And now this, uh, this triangle big muff. Um, because from what I hear, the uh, the reissues are very faithful to their their originals. Um, from uh, one of the kind of drawbacks that I uh, perceived from the the product video uh, was the tone control. Uh, they they do this little thing where they sweep straight through the tone control and go, and it could go from like boomy bass to piercing high and when it when it does when it goes past like a certain point um on the tone control it just sends like <laughs> crap distortion <laughs> do you know like practice amp distortion but at the same time it's the first ever it, it's supposed to be a copy of the first ever big muff and it was pretty much the only drive pedal out there at the time and there are like early records where it is crappy sounding. Yeah, yeah. I mean, think think about um, Crosstown Traffic by Hendrix. I know there's an, an octave in there as well, but it's not the greatest guitar tone, is it? Yeah, yeah I love that tune. It's it's very shrill and like the lead the lead with the fuzz on is very shrill and very kind of not amazing. Ah. I mean, there are worse. Uh, there were worse tones that Hendrix has gotten. Um, so, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah there, there are some. Uh, circling back to what you were saying, though, like, um, if if that was the only muff you can get, does it make it good muff, or does it just make it? just it's it's it will do well i mean it depends on whether you're in a dry spell or not doesn't it and i think that's where we move on to our next one (laughs) (laughs) apologies it's all good it's all good i think we're giving the fans what they want um so talking about uh fender earlier and their parallel universe stuff Something else has come out, hasn't it? Yeah, it's a Blackguard telly. Blackguard telly. No, that exists. <laughs> oh, it's uh, the so other... White yeah. Guard Stratocaster. Uh, so... I mean, like... I kind of get it, because they did the Strato telly. Yeah. But I don't like the look of it. Um. Y- yes, I think... Uh, so, I mean, just to, to explain for our listeners who, who haven't seen it, it's, for all intents and purpose, um, it's it's a Stratocaster, um, but the Stratocaster has got a telly pick guard. It's got a telly neck pickup and a telly bridge. Yep. So, an actual yep. kind of uh, ashtray bridge with a telly, telly pickup. Um... I think telly control plate. 
Yeah, yeah. So if, I mean, if, look, all of the all of the kind of electronic side of it is telly. Um, and a telly headstock as well. Oh, is it is it a telly headstock as well? Yeah, it's literally just a strap body that's been routed like a telly and made into a telly. <laughs> Fair play. But um it's it's basically it's a weird looking telly. <laughs> however, it's it has also got uh it's got like a it's got a C profile neck, which um tellies tend to be a bit thicker. Um and it's it's got modern tuners as well, which for for a telly you would be expecting uh, vintage style. Um it's nitro finished as well, which um Yeah. It's not bad, it's not bad. Um And it's custom shot pickups as well. It's the custom yeah. shot no caster pickups. Well yeah, fifty one so. no caster pickups. And I had a little listen to them and they sounded alright. They sounded alright. It sounds um I mean it sounds like characteristically telly. Um very very bright and very present. Uh, which is not my particular flavour of telly. Uh, yeah, it's very vintage, isn't it? It's very kind of vintage telly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, it it will get you in in those those telly uh, telly tone kind of area. Um, it, again, it's got the the uh, compensated brush brush uh, br- brush. <laughs> We're turning into Sean Carter. Brush. Brush. Brush colour. Uh, brush. <laughs> Compensated bridge. Um, so it's a brass. Brass. Compensated bridge. Um, which is the least they could do if they insist on putting a telly. <laughs> a telly bridge system on it. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so you're not a, not a huge fan of it? No, and I think the reason I'm not a huge fan of it... It's because I quite like the double cut telly that they did two years ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where the two horns were even. Mm-hmm. And now it's a strap, so they've moved the top one up the neck a little bit. And it just. It looks like it's offset at the top, but not an offset at the bottom. And that yeah. just confuses my mind. And I think that's probably why I don't like. I mean, it. Vintage pickups for a telly, not my thing. I've said this before. Give me a C. You don't see my Duncan quarter pounder over a classic telly pickup anytime. Um, it comes in that horrible. Is it butterscotch blonde? Yeah, it was kind of like a sandy finish in the world. Yeah, it's like a sandy. Yeah, I think that's that's my um, my gripe with the the whole thing is that it's it. It's like in a traditional telly colour, um, but it's not. It's not a particularly exciting telly colour. Um, yeah, I mean they could they could have done it in something a little bit more exciting. Yeah, it, it, it's the epitome of boring colour, off white with a white scratch plate. <laughs> That's it. Yeah, uh, which is part of what kind of turns me off about it. I'm. I'm not a. Um, I would say I'm not a huge fan. I. I think I like it. I think I do, but again, it's that colour. It's the colour. Yeah. Um, I'd like to try one. See. See what it's like. Um, but being parallel universe, if I'm not, if I don't like pop down the uh, the guitar shops within the next couple of weeks, I probably won't ever get a chance to. Um, yeah, probably not. And like we've been saying with all of the parallel universe stuff, it it would make a the like a, a massive uh, collector's piece. So yeah, I think it, um, it's got it's, it's got a place. It's got a place. Pretty sure they'll hold their value if you wanted to pick one up, play it for a few years, and sell it on. I don't think you'd lose much money, but yeah. So it's it's sixteen oh nine else from the range. Yeah, it's coming in sixteen oh nine for the uh, for the white guard strap, which yeah, it's not it's not terrible. No, not at all. Uh, I think if I had to give it a yay or a nay, I'm kind of like hovering around 
the middle with a, a tiny bit towards the yay. But it's not great deals. No, no, I'd, like I say, it's not for me. Um, I, there's too much, like for 1500 quid or 1600 quid, whatever it is, there's too yeah. much on it that I'd want to change. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think yeah, I think that's the kind of the thing that's that would prohibit me is it's a lot of, lot of dough. Um, I mean, it is and it isn't in terms of like it's it's a super limited run and it's like a special like super special run. Um, so in that, in terms of that, it's not a huge amount of money. But for me personally, sixteen hundred quid, I would be thinking this has to be a guitar that I I would get out of the box and would be playing the shit out of and the fact that it looks like that I don't think I would I think I'd pull it out every so often maybe I don't know yeah um, like so, I said like it, it would if I bought one it would be the most expensive guitar I own by pretty much a thousand pounds yeah and yeah. for that you want a guitar that you want to pick up every time don't you yeah I mean the the guitars that I do pick up more often than I uh, more often than not are actually not not the most expensive guitars by a long shot. Um, yeah, my most expensive guitar that I've spent is my um, my Gibson Midtown, and that is that is very much a special occasion guitar. That one. Uh, yeah, I guess. But I don't know. Um, Speaking of Gibson, speaking of Gibson, so <laughs> Gibson have um, kind of, uh, they've been doing everything right recently, but they have been whipped up in a in a storm of controversy once more. It, it's almost like the internet don't like Gibson. Yeah, I'm starting to feel that. I'm starting to get that like little, little niggle of paranoia that perhaps... There's a large proportion of uh, of the guitar community which think it's cool to rag on Gibson. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I'm getting the same feeling. We do our fair share of ragging on Gibson, but we do it for a good reason. We do it out of love. Um, and we don't rag on the company for being the company. We rag on them for poor decisions they make. Not yeah. for the fact that they're Gibson and they've done something new, so I must complain about it. Exactly. Um, and we have said so many nice things about the Gary Clark Jr. that I think we, <laughs> we have repented for all of our sins. Yeah. Uh, I mean, how often have we brought that up? <laughs> the, the, yeah, they, just, they've, they've got their money's worth just on that, that advertisement, haven't they, really? Yep. Um, so the the controversy this week, uh, 2019 range, uh, kind of released and uh, hitting stores the last couple of weeks. Uh, we mentioned them last week. We mentioned them the week before. Um, it's come to light that the the Les Paul standard, and I don't know, I don't know if any other guitars have got it, but I know for definite that the Les Paul standard. Standard uh, and the high performance. Okay, so so those two have got internal dip switches. So they've got five internal dip switches. Six. It's, I've, I've got five. Have you got an extra one? What are the five that you've got? Okay, so I have got that dip switch one and two uh, gives you uh, options to switch off coil splits yep uh, so on or off depending on whether you whether you set them uh, number three sets the neck volume to be a high pass filter number four sets the bridge volume to be a high pass filter yep and number five is a transient suppression which now, I'm I don't sure know. I read I read six. I need to pull up the article that I had. Okay. This is uh, this is exciting internet radio here. <laughs> yeah. Ap- apologies for this, but I'm pretty sure <laughs> I read that there was another one. A secret And it one. does something very sim- similar to number five that you've just mentioned. Transient suppression. Yeah. 
I don't even know what transient suppression is. It's it sounds like marketing bump. Um, I don't know if anyone wants to get into the podcast group and tell me what that means. Uh, I know what the words mean in isolation. Yeah. However, no, I was wrong. It is five way. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Boom. Uh, I did some. So research. my understanding of the of that one is it something to do with when you're plugging into door. Okay. That it does something different when you're plugging into a laptop or plugging into whatever digital system you're. I didn't really understand. I watched the video of the fella from Sixty Cycle Home and didn't understand a word he was saying. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, he's a uh, he's got a beard. I trust the man. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, there's, there's not a great deal of information. I actually went on Gibson's website to try and find out, and it just said it has an internal five-way dip switch. Didn't tell you yeah. what, it, what the fuck it was for, <laughs> even in the instruction uh, PDF that was on there. Wow. Oh. Wow. Nice one, Gibson. Yep. Uh, so, yeah, that was a... That was definitely a fun fun afternoon of googling um <laughs> but yeah like so you've you've got a um a little a little soapbox to stand on now about this haven't you because you, you've got some well, some opinions on this i hadn't seen anything when you mentioned this to me and then my facebook news feed was full of it as soon as you said to, <laughs> said about it and it was like all of the sites that you see, people are whinging that the Gibson 2018 has got a circuit board in it and it's got this internal dip switch and it's got pretty push-pull pots instead of standard pots and it's it's a Gibson Les Paul standard. It's supposed to be standard. No, no, no. <laughs> this, this, is, this is my issue. Like, I've also seen people whinging that the pickup surround... Sorry, the pickup selector uh, chip surround doesn't come connected to the guitar but they give you one in the case in case you want to put it on but apparently that's not yeah. good enough and again with the the pick guard comes in the case if you want to put it on uh, why is that an issue like why is that an issue if you want to put the pick guard on put the pick guard on it's it, it's no different from somebody who buys the guitar but wants to take the pick guard off why is that a thing that's an issue <laughs> but we're not even talking about that which has annoyed me already but uh, like loving this if you want if you want a traditional Gibson Les Paul guitar, buy the Gibson Les Paul traditional. Don't buy the standard. <laughs> the Gibson Les Paul yeah. standard is there for them to go, this is the pinnacle of what we make at the moment. They've split it in two since 2015 because they did, you didn't want the high-performance stuff. So they've made the high-performance a different one, and they've gone, here's a classic-looking guitar... That has all these cool features, so it's got coil splits, coil. Um, I can't even remember what all the push pulls do, and then like some of the internal ones make it so you can select the outside instead of the inside coils, and you know that's to me that's all incredibly cool, different features that you might want to add to a guitar. If you don't want those features, spend less money and get a good Gibson Les Paul, get the traditional, and stop fucking whinging. Amen. No, so I I feel I need to be the voice of balance, um, and by this, I mean I I completely agree with you, Matt. I I think, um, like, why would you ever complain about getting more choice, uh, especially yeah. when you can like spend less and get what you want well no you can you can with these uh these dip switches you can render all of the choice null and void so you can turn it into a <laughs> standard let's ball uh, but yeah i so i i have to take the side of of the uh bell ends uh and <laughs> I, I have to play with the devil's avocados uh, and yeah, so the Les Paul standard has been uh it's been a a, a bastion of um of kind of the guitar community uh for for quite a while. 
um, ever since the 60s. I mean, they had a brief period where it weren't there, but it's been it's been pretty consistent. Um, and that kind of that standard moniker could be perceived as being the the kind of the default setting. Um, and the, these dip but, switches have have deviated from that. But uh, sometimes it had P, P90s in it. Sometimes it had humbuckers in it. You know, they've made... It's not like the current 20... Or let, let's say the, the last one that was traditional, in air quotes, was the 2014. Um, yeah. I'm pretty sure the 2014 had a different spec to the 1957s. Mm, I mean, there's there's a good a good chance, yeah. <laughs> there is a good chance. So, like, it's not like it stayed the same. The, tr- the the standard hasn't always been exactly the same guitar. Otherwise, there's no point in releasing a new one every year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I suppose so. <laughs> Otherwise, it'd just be like business as usual. Here we go. We've got yeah. this. Yeah, there'd, there'd be no excitement in the range. And like I said, I was very much playing uh, playing with the devil's avocados there. Rather than, uh, <laughs> yeah, my my opinion. That way. Um, so yeah, m- my opinion falls very very close to yours in the fact that all of that, all of the stuff is an option that you don't have to use. You don't have to ever use the um, the push pull parts because they work as normal parts if you don't as pull well. them. <laughs> yeah, uh, <laughs> just. The one thing that did piss me off, which was the the the, uh, the poker chip, um, but then I found out that actually they supply it for you, so you can put it on. Yeah, bang on! Like, I'm happy. <laughs> I was gonna say, if if you want the poker chip, you get the poker chip. If you want the scratch plate, you get the scratch plate. If you don't want to use any of those features, don't use them. I see, sell them on eBay. I mean, <laughs> you you get a good like fifteen quid for one of those poker chips, and like, let's pull. Um, scratch plate as well. Yes. Yeah. I mean, Gibson a charge charge a decent whack for that. Exactly. There you Just go. So the 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 entry price is like three three thousand three hundred or something like that. You've already knocked two seven nine nine. Oh, is it two seven nine nine? There you there you go. So knock at least like thirty quid off for selling your poker chip and your um, <laughs> your scratch plate. You. Practically earning money now. Yeah, yeah. Two seven nine nine. They're in shops for at the moment. So there you and go. Like I know people are whinging about blueberry burst or whatever it's called, but I love it. I absolutely. I, I, I really like it. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. The, the, I mean, they're doing a sea foam, uh, sea foam um, flame with a with a a, a nat- uh, like a brown natural back. And then they're doing the blueberry burst, and I think both of those are just wicked colours. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I am, yeah. I'm definitely not in in a state where I'm thinking, yeah, two thousand seven hundred pounds is a bargain for a guitar. No, <laughs> fuck no, I'm not going to go out and spend the best part of three grand on a uh, on a Les Paul. Um, but. The, the colours are wicked, and if if they come up on the uh, on the used market and come up for a slightly more sensible price, I'd snap that shit yeah. right up. I forgot to mention the last thing that I've seen people complain for. Oh, go on then. And that's that they ship with nine to forty six string gauges on. And again, change the strings. Yeah, you're going to change them anyway. I'm pretty Get sure. Get over yourself. I'm pretty sure if you go into a shop saying I want to buy this Les Paul. But the strings, oh, they are not my gauge. They will go, here you go. Here is a set of strings for your trouble. You yeah. you take this set of Rotosends, because they're obviously going to give you the cheapest one. Yeah. Here's, here's your four quid strings to go with your three grand guitar. Yeah, if that's what will seal the deal, I am sure they will give you. They might even throw in some elixirs. Depending on which shop exactly. you go to. Yeah, I, I just no. like I I just don't get all the all the whinging, and I know we didn't cover it this year. There's a lot of people whinging about the price points. I totally agree with the price points. I think people should just get over it. The gu- guitars are where they are now. 
that Double Cut Junior is the cheapest USA made guitar from any of the big companies. It's not. They themselves they do the SG Fusion, which is like four hundred quid. Uh, is that the the Amazon special ones that are now hitting shops from two years ago though? Yeah, they're US made. Yeah, but they I don't think they're being released at the moment. I think those are legacy. They were Amazon exclusives no, the, that have now hit shops. Yes, I think I'm I'm almost certain that the SG Fusion is is a current model. All oh, right. Um, I thought that was in the same as them M2s or whatever they were called. You know the yeah yeah the melody they, makers. They, yeah, they were the M2s in the in the American market, but they they got re- rebranded as the the melody makers over in the UK. I'm pretty sure. I don't know anymore. I I thought they were the same range as that SG Fusion, but I might be wrong. I might have just yeah, assumed that. The, I mean, they yeah, uh, but I think they came out much later because our friend Mister Guitar Geek has only just. Got one on his channel, um, and he loves it. Yeah, he does. Um, and to be honest, I don't blame him. It looks awesome. Mm. Um, but yeah, that one's cheaper. But yeah, I know you. I know what you're saying. Like um, the the um, the juniors are scratching the itch which the the market is asking for. Like the last couple of years, it was like wherever the juniors, wherever the juniors, they finally listened. They've, yeah. they've done it. They might yeah. not have done it, and perfectly. people still whinged. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The scratch plate isn't right. I mean, I whinged yeah. about the colours. Yes, <laughs> definitely. You're allowed to whinge about the colours because if you like, if you're going to release a junior, put it in TV yellow. Everybody knows that. Uh, yeah, or, or or cherry red, like yeah, something normal, um, or blueberry burst. I'd, I'd happily go for if you if you give me a blueberry burst uh, junior. I'd happily put go. It on everything. Put it on everything. That's Everything's it. to be blueberry burst. That's it. Um, we're gonna we're gonna wrap up with one final uh, kind of it's kind of mopping up some some of the stuff from last week, isn't it? Um, oh shit! Yeah. So this is where <laughs> Matt. This I, is I where might I even. Cho- oh, you're kidding me. I, I might I even edit out the bit where you were like, oh shit. Uh, to to make it seem a little bit more kind of seamless and a little bit more professional and slick, because that's what we're about with this podcast. We're about the kind of the production value. Um, last week we mentioned Harley Benton guitars, and we mentioned quite a few awesome ones. Um, the week before, me and Matt had some prepared, uh, but we ran out of time. Uh, so I thought I'd give give Matt the opportunity to kind of uh, to let us know some of the awesome ones that he had chosen as well. I, th- I think you... I can't remember whether you or Ollie touched on one of the tellies I was looking at was that last the, week. Yeah, the T T eighty or something like that. Oh. I can't even remember what it's called. Like 80, 89 quid's worth of telly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Ollie, Ollie mentioned that one, yeah. And the, the one that excited me the most, and when you said we need to do Harley Benton, I actually sent this one to you. It was the TE90FLT VW Deluxe. It rolls off the tongue, that one does, doesn't it? Yeah, and of course, from that, you know it's a Cabernet Italy. Bang on. <laughs> and, and it's, I mean, it's slightly wrong because it's got a tone control, um, which, you know, you obviously don't need. <laughs> so, some would suggest that that is a, an improvement on the, on the Fender design, but hey-ho. And... I, it ju- just like it's a hard hardtail bridge, but not a telly bridge. It's one of the six saddle, like you know, fixed bridges that Fender do. Yeah, that aren't them. Um, two Filtertron style telly uh, pickups. I can't even remember what they call them. Are they still the the the, the uh, Roswells? Uh, it actually doesn't say. That's a bit weird. Pickups, it just says HH. It doesn't even say brand. So I'm guessing maybe not. Yeah, crazy. Oh, actually, yeah. No, two Roswell FLT NI humbuckers. Uh, FLT NI Flutney. Flutney pickups. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, right. I mean, they're filter, Filtertron style pickups. Um, tiny little black scratch plate. Pretty much the sh- same shape as the one on my Cabernet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like I say, volume and tone, and the 
pickup selector is up where it would be on a les paul rather than down below your hand which isn't going to bother me in either way the only thing i don't like about it is the reverse headstock oh it's got a reverse headstock oh reverse yeah reverse headstock but i mean how much are they asking for this uh, they're asking the princely sum of £157.70. Fuck, man. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. We, we said this last week. We're going to say it again. How do they do it? How do they do it? Um, the answer to that is nobody knows. Uh, yeah, pretty much. Um, yeah. So... Just Mr. Mr. Budget Pedal Jab is just aghast at the moment, and I think that's where we're going to end it for this week because I've run out of words. Um, damn you, Harley Benton, with your crazy cheap guitars! So, if you want to get involved in this conversation, you go onto our Facebook group. It's Facebook uh, Facebook groups Fret Talk Podcast, and where you can put in your um, your own. Um, kind of news articles your your questions um, in fact share with us a Harley Benton that you, you think is just a little bit cool because guaranteed there is something in there for you because they do so many uh, they do everything yeah like that guitar you wanted when you were five yeah they do that <laughs> Yeah, the pointy satan caster <laughs> And it, I'm pretty sure they do it. Yeah, and it will have some weird barcode <laughs> alphanumeric number system. I mean, it's not quite an Ibanez one, but it's not far off it, is it? Yeah, it, it's, it gives me just a warm sense of nostalgia for, for my old time flicking <laughs> through the Ibanez catalogues. <laughs> uh, so if you want to if you want to find me online, you go facebook.com slash budgetpedalchap, instagram.com slash budgetpedalchap, youtube.com type in budget pedal chap um not a lot going on recently the, the instagram is ticking over um like i say i am i'm focusing all uh all efforts in the podcast at the moment and i'm a busy man so get off my back god damn it uh, <laughs> if you want to find matt uh online it's heel underscore matt q uh at twitter uh, where you, wait, I know. Yeah, I, I read the uh, read the show notes this week, <laughs> uh, <laughs> where you you can find him talking about all manner of stuff. Some of it, including some wrestling, because he also happens to be a co-host on the Bad Bookers podcast. And yep. if you like wrestling, uh, it's awesome. If you don't, the first fifteen minutes, it, it pretty much doesn't even get into wrestling so you can listen to that and you're all good yeah if you just want to hear us chat shit for 15 20 minutes then yeah that's the way to do it or this week i started streaming on twitch on the internet um so the same guys that i do the bad bookers podcast with yeah we start we realized that we quite like hanging out and taking the piss out of each other so we started a twitch stream um so I'm at heel underscore Matt Q on there as well. And yeah, um, basically we play Fortnite, but that's kind of in the background because we're just taking the mick out of each other and how crap we are at playing Fortnite. Nice. There you go. You might get some wrestling chat there as well. Get all sorts of chat. Um, I definitely don't come, come along if you're looking for family friendly. That's all I'll say. <laughs> I think uh, family friendly went out the window probably the second minute of this podcast. So... <laughs> Yeah, I mean that that's that's us for this week. Thank you, uh, thank you guys once again for for coming along on the journey with us. Uh, we appreciate your listenership, and just yeah, hope you enjoyed it. Uh, from myself, Mister Budget Pedal Chap, from Mister Matt Quine, it'll be a goodbye and good night for this week. Goodbye and good night. Ta-ra. Ta-ra.
Um, why is the stop bit not available? I, the stop button is blacked out. I can't stop the recording. <laughs> oh, shit. No.